SA's lowest cost bank account is here. No monthly fees, no debit orders and free money transfers. Now you can do even more from your phone for free. Like pay bills and buy airtime or data. And it works on any phone. Register via the ShopRite app or dial this number. Powered by ShopRite. Waking up all day to via online. Debt follows debt follows debt. Unless you do something about it. Face your debt problems before they cripple you. It's time to do something. Waking up all day with Vuga Online Radio. You're listening to Vuga Online. More music, more inspiration. Vuga Online. Hello, hello, hello. When you hear that sound, you know that uh, we are uh, coming to talk again about uh, leadership uh, as we have been. 52 weeks of leadership, uh, but it's already like what? Uh, the middle of the year. Ne? Uh, I don't know. When, you know, like it's just crazy the way this year is moving. Uh, soon enough, it will be Christmas again. We'll be celebrating. And funny, Christmas, around just before Christmas was when we started this show. Uh, yes. <laughs> talking about women in leadership. And now um, we are doing our last episode uh, of this uh, show. And I'm very excited. I actually was shocked because I was like, what? No, we can't. We need some more. That's right. <laughs> But as usual, I have uh, my uh, my my co uh, facilitator uh, and co host here. Um, to say hello. Um, uh, good morning and good afternoon wherever you are, our listeners uh, on Vuka Online. And uh, my name is Mvusi uh, Songelwa, uh, the co host of the um, the Lipstick Chronicles, the untold stories on Vuka Online. Um, as Dr. Moore has mentioned, yes, this is our last, last episode out of the 12 episodes that we had on this show. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it's not exactly the last one, right? Uh, because uh, yeah. we are going to actually be doing our own wrap-up episode. Because yes. as we are talking about it being the last episode, gonna, no, we kind of need a, a bit of a live show. So we're going to do a live show. Uh, where we're gonna okay. invite everybody to just come in and and we'll we'll stream yes. it we'll stream it live and then yes. we'll just be reflecting on all the lessons but we'll let you know when that is happening but this is the last uh, formal one with a guest and uh, can you introduce our guest I would but mm. let me leave it to you <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you know um. Um, uh, we are today going to be talking to uh, Mr. Buyane Zwane, um, uh, who is well known in the coaching and uh, executive development uh, sphere in South Africa and and, and abroad. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 actually looking forward to talk to him, and maybe I must kick on and ask the first question so yeah. that he can introduce yes. himself. Yes. Um, um, Mr. Zwane. Hey, hello. How are you hello. today? 
I am so together. I'm so together. And how are you doing? Yeah, we're doing very well, very, very well. By the way, Mr. Zwane um, was my coach. Uh, in fact, he's still my coach uh, <laughs> because those relationships, we never actually end. Uh, since 2005, Dr. Mo, you won't remember when I was still in the Garden Roots and assisted, um, he was assisting, assisting me with a the team there. Yeah. But um, I just want to ask you as a way of introducing yourself what gives you the right today to talk about um, the women in leadership? Well, let's take it quite easily. I was raised by Madube. That's a woman. I was raised by Makumed. That's a woman. And I was raised by Madembe. They're all women. And they've been central to the shaping of the person that I am at a grassroots level. And they were there in my, well, Matube carried me for a good nine months. And then I popped and Matembe received me. And Makumete carried me because she, she became pretty much my surrogate mother. She's my aunt, but she became the person who looked after me and made sure that I ended up getting to school at the age of four because I just could not stay away from her. And so she took me with me, with her to school. And I got to understand what was going on at school from her back and then being by her side and learning what the teacher was teaching them at school way back in the late 1960s. Yes. So if anything, because I was raised by women, all that I can talk to and most of what I can talk to is what their leadership in my life has been and has yielded to become the person that I am. Wow, that's actually that's actually good. Uh, today, the program, um, uh, Mr. Buyani, is about women in leadership and also at corporate. And I think leadership, yes, is actually very good that you have uh, uh, spoken to. Tell us about yourself yeah. as a coach and how you have actually worked your experiences with women in leadership at work workplaces. Well, let's kind of take it off to the time when I got into human capital development space. The first person who took me in that was Sandy York Mitchell. And she was, a, she was in charge of training and development at the Shell company that I was a part of. And after that, I got to be working with uh, Sula Proxinus at, uh, uh, at, at Old Mutual, who also got me into product development. And if there was to be any guidance around making things relevant on the ground and touching people at heart level, not just at mental level, it was those two women who played a significant role in shaping the person that I would eventually become in terms of being a coach. Because as you would have an appreciation of that, we get to be able to guide and unleash the, the giant within each person when we are connecting to the spirit and to the art. Too often uh, in the mentorship space, we are connecting to people at a mental level 
but we need to be able to go a little bit deeper. And um, the coaching part has been right about that. I got to be able to read up a lot more as a result of the influence that I'd gotten from those two women in early parts of my career. And therefore, looked out for women leaders who would guide me and I would pour a lot, a lot more of myself into. And so when we got to meet up those 18 years ago um, with you, uh, it was natural that I would be able to uh, impart knowledge with the intention of growing and building something bigger and better uh, with you. Well, this is a man that was brought by women, shaped by women at corporate level, and um, that's, that gives him the right to talk to us about, which is the next question we want to ask. Yeah. Is around yeah. the untold stories yeah. of the women in leadership that you have encountered. Yeah, but yeah. before we do that, we need to take a quick break. Uh, you are on the Leadership Masterclass and uh, we are on Vuga Online Radio. We're waking you up uh, with a leadership conversation and uh, we shall be back. Uh, get a cup of coffee, uh, tea or whatever it is uh, that will get you to sit here and, and and not have to worry about it. Maybe switch off your phone if you need to. I know Basil Klub and about Pellas. Yeah, some of some people who listen to this show are famous, you know. <laughs> so switch off your phone. You are allowed. You've ended. We'll be back after this. <laughs> The Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is a professional development center for professionals who aim to improve their professional standing. This means that the learning programs we run are more than just academic programs. They are work-based programs that focus on leveraging your current experience as a professional to build your overall profile. A year down the line, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is developing into a preferred center for professional development in Pretoria, with eight professional development faculties including accounting, teaching, entrepreneurship, as well as IT and many more. For more information, go to acwbl.org or dial plus 27127517608, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning, where work is learning. More music, more inspiration, Yes, uh, you are on the Leadership Masterclass and uh, we are talking leadership, we are talking women in leadership and we are talking to Brianna Zwani who is amongst other things an inspirational speaker, he is a coach, he is an entrepreneur, thousands of years in the human capital development amongst other things and you've been around bro, you've been around. So what are some of the interesting stories you have come across as you work with particularly um, the women in in, 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 in in leadership, what is the state of women in leadership? Let's ask it that way, according to you. So we can talk to what's happening in contemporary times. Mm. But if I were to go back and just pay tribute to Sandy and to Sula, mm. amongst the things that I really found set them apart mm. was their willingness to be able to put their necks on the block mm. for the young person that I was, mm-hmm. and believe I could 
make the difference. Um, I mean, I remember Sandy going on to a point of unleashing me to a whole lot of very experienced gray-haired men, which is now I am as gray as they were then, um, and, and, and launching me into them. This was happening at the time in the height of apartheid. Mm-hmm. And me being melanin-enriched and teaching people who were melanin-deprived um, and getting them to be able to appreciate what it is that being a supervisor would mean, what being a leader would mean, um, and how they could be able to get across across the racial barrier, across mm. the gender barrier. Mm. That was something that really stood out for me. Sandy was able to do that. I remember spending some time with Sula, and also because of her youthfulness and her uh, vibrancy, people kind of like would assume that she must be doing things with the uh, with the bosses, and that's why she's rising up to the top. Um, and when sitting with her, getting to have you know occasions to think through products, and not just funny things and just talk to products mm. what is it that the community need what is it that society requires and then getting to find someone whose heart was into mm. creating a better world for others i found that as a standout character within them yeah. i grew uh, when i met up with uh Tambusi, at the time i was uh, working alongside at their hall who was the MD of the company that I was chairing, uh, which is the Franklin Covey brand. And that entity in and of itself had gone through a number of iterations. And it was the woman leadership that came through with Adele's uh, focus on growing at a younger level, going into schools to take the principles that we were teaching at a corporate level so that at school level, young people would actually rise up in principled formats and they would be principle-centered, values-driven, and all of that. That was some, some of the things that most people do not really pay attention to because we are focused on the bottom line and so focused on the bottom line that we're not wanting to be able to uh, water the seeds and grow the plants whose fruits we may not be able to uh, enjoy ourselves. But what I found from an Adele leading at the time mm. was that she was thinking right there and then about the future. Mm. And looking 15 years later, 16 years later, I can see some of the fruit beginning to show mm. because we go to a number of corporates and meet up with some of the youth that we got to be teaching um, way back in 2006, 2008, um, 2010. And they are relating how they have carried those principles with them and they have stood them in good stead. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what I like about the, how you share this, oh, by the way, I like this melanin enriched and melanin. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a fascinating way uh, of talking about uh, this language okay. that, that we talk about. <laughs> But yes. but what I what I love about um, what you're sharing already, I'm, I'm hearing how you're not necessarily talking about problems, but you're talking already about some of the the uh, automatic automatic strengths 
uh, of some of the leaders you have worked with, some of the female leaders yeah. you have worked with in going uh, into, into the world of work. However, because it's, it's backward looking, if you now look um, in the moment, uh, mm. in a contemporary uh, space, because you're also coach, you also uh, teach yeah. and all of that, uh, what are some of the stuff that's are surfacing uh, where are st- things that are working and things that are not working uh, for for women in the workplace? Let's start with things that are working, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and carry on. Some of the things that are truly working is that a good many women are taking advantage of the window mm-hmm. of opportunity that is shown up, mm-hmm. as more and more organizations are looking into deliberately entering into a space of women economic empowerment. Mm. Not tokenizing, mm. but really doing things where they would want to be able to see women succeed and go places. Um, I mean, one of the clients I get to be working with and I get to be able to coach is a woman who leads an advisory, tax advisory company uh, out of uh, uh, out of Rivonia. Yeah. And when you're engaging with Bussy, you get to be able to find someone who has been able to break through many barriers, mm. but at the same time, get to be able to teach the male species how it is that they are able to build more out of the little that mm. gets given, mm. how the rent gets to be stretched much further, yeah. how a house is turned into a home. Mm. And, 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 and these may be metaphorical, but they are so real in the workspace within which they are. What I also find very working and very helpful is their ability to be able to take on interns and give them space to learn and really be able to build them up because many of the interns come into the workspace and find uh, the veterans who are saying, I want somebody who knows what they're doing. I don't have time to be teaching. But the women leaders that I've had an opportunity to be working with and to be coaching have been ones who have shown the patience necessary to be able to get the young people to find the workspace as something, is is a place where they can grow and become better. I was dealing with a client out in the Escrow and Pension and Provident Fund who has been working with a number of male folk who are really, finding it difficult to juggle the demands of the top line, the demands of the bottom line, and then this whole thing called work-life balance. They're struggling with that. And she gets to be able to come through and say, come on, let's let's have some space together. Let's have some coffee. In fact, I will make you coffee. And as we're making this coffee, I will be able to share some of the thoughts and some of the ideas that these young people are raising with me that I believe if you were to pay attention to them, mm. you would actually turn this organization into yeah. a fertile space yeah. where talent can be groomed yeah. and talent can be allowed to flourish. Yeah. And those are things that are really positive in the workspace. Yeah. Um, on Monday, I was working with a whole range of women entrepreneurs who are in the agricultural space. And they were talking about some of the things that they are needing to be able to work with and the opportunities that are there, but also the barriers that they're encountering with the funding organizations. And the promises that are made 
from the red tape that is supposed to be a blue tape, that's supposed to be a, uh, a brown tape and all of those, but they're just not turning out to be that because the promise and the delivery don't necessarily match up. Mm. And yet the patience they have mm. is what is keeping them yeah. as agripreneurs. Yeah. And that was something that made me be hopeful about the future. Yeah. I'm worried though, Rian. I'm, 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 I'm hearing the stuff that you're talking about, which are really positive. I'm hearing patience. I'm hearing uh, maternal instincts, for example, and, and I'm <laughs> hearing nurturing. Uh, I'm worried. Isn't that also perhaps uh, leading us to a stereotype around uh, what the value of uh, women leadership is within the organization? So I kind of wanna I want us to go there before we talk about what also is not working. Uh, but we need to take a break. Uh, so while you're thinking, let's do the, let's do the commercial. Let's pay yeah. the bills. Let's yeah. The bills. Uh, uh, while you're while you're while you're thinking about that, you are on the leadership masterclass, and we are having a conversation about leadership and women in the workspace and some of the untold stories. And I think the stories that Brian is already sharing, we don't we don't hear. Mm-hmm. We, we only hear problems. We only hear mm-hmm. uh, things are mm-hmm. not coming together and all of that. Yeah. And I am with uh, Dr. Mbusi when she come, when we come back. Uh, you you will hear her voice whenever we are here. Sometimes I just take over. Sometimes I just go and speak. <laughs> we have a flow now. Head over. We need we need to take we need to take uh, we need to take some music because uh, we have more music, more inspiration, and we'll be back after this. Join Discovery Bank to experience the most innovative digital banking products and features at your fingertips. Open your account in minutes and transact immediately with your free virtual card. Get more from your money, pay less interest on your credit, and earn more on your savings. Enjoy smart ways to pay medical expenses and get flexible gym visits with Vitality Pay as You Gym through Discovery Pay. Track your spend with our smart budgeting tools for a real-time view of your finances. Get all this and more. The future of banking. Now. More music, more inspiration. Vuga online. Leadership masterclass, and uh, we are chilling to leadership. I like that phrase. You know, so on on Fridays, I'm chilling to jazz, and then on uh, on Mondays, I'm chilling to leadership. Don't I have a lovely life? <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um. Uh, before we took a break, I, I, I asked this <clears throat> very big question um, because it sounds like aren't we pigeonholing the value of women in organizations into uh, mothers and, and naturals? Strangely, corporate has taken away the human mm. out of the human resource. Mm. So we've emphasized the resource part and taken out the human. Mm. And if anything, the women leaders that I've had an opportunity to be able to work with have returned to me and to the people around the human part. Mm-hmm. We almost get to be commercializing the whole concept of Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. But I want to believe that we have gotten into situations where we've balanced books by doing away with people and doing headcount instead of headcount. Mm-hmm. And women leaders are helping us to be able to get to connect it to the heart and not just the head count. Because the accounting approach is one that says cost containment, cost management, cost cutting. We deal with the people. Whereas 
what the women leaders that I've had over children, I mean, not, 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 not many women uh, can be typecasted because, in fact, we should not be typecasting anyone. Mm. But what I have learned from them is that there has always been a need to be able to consider. So who else is affected when we do what we do with Mo? Mm. Mo has got three other people that are looking up to Mo. Yes. We may be thinking that we are doing the headcount and therefore we are going to right size and right size mm-hmm. more out of this position. Mm-hmm. But there are three other people who are dependent on him. Mm-hmm. It is that which women are bringing into the corporate space yeah. that the men yeah. would always ignore. Yeah. And it's not stereotyping. Yeah. I believe, well, I, I've got it this way, and I think... Um, Vusi will be able to speak to it. I always relate to leadership as being made up of four core principles. The first is love. That's in lead. The second is equip. Okay. The third is affirm. The fourth is destinate. Now, when you look into those across those as, uh, as, as, as principles, you will notice that they flow naturally from women. Yeah. As men, we need to be reminded that it's Valentine's Day. Women do not need a reminder of Valentine's Day. Of course, we will give them flowers, and some of them will respond to flowers, but some will just kind of like say, this, this is not it. You know, I'm, I, I care about you even without you giving me things. But when you look into the core principle of equipping, the equipping is about the future. What Sandy did with me way back in 1989, 1990 Mm. is what I've carried with me and has really enriched me Mm. in the 21st century. What I had with Sula in in, in 1992-93 became the thing that carried me through Mm. into what I've I've, I've built up. Mm. And that's not typecasting. That really is the equipping they gave through to me. Excellent. Affirmation. When I was working with the Black Management Forum mm. and Nolita got to be the president of the BMF at the time, yeah. I was looking after and seeking to ensure that Mpumalanga was at the helm and recognized as well as it should be. Mm. And working together with Nolita, mm. we're able to position things yeah. that affirmed yeah. those who would have been neglected out in Ekandastria who would not have been thought about out in Sasselberg. And those are qualities that come through from women naturally. And I want us to be able to, as leaders, and male leaders for that matter, begin to be able to take those as strengths. Because when we do that, we are going to be able to find the affirmation of the ordinary turns them into extraordinary. Yeah. And that is a thing we need to be able to do. Yeah. I mean, Madiba yeah. used to be able to speak to this, that we can speak to people in any language, but when we speak to them in their own language, we speak to their heart. Yeah. And affirmation yeah. is about that. It's identifying and noticing the little things that are done in, in, in obscurity, bring them into the fore, and they become something that we pay attention to. If there was any gift out of COVID-19, it was the respect we eventually gave to those who clean our offices. 
to those who clean our restaurants because they came through as the essential workers. Think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. So COVID COVID affirmed the people who have been paid the list because we're just that. They're there, you pass by them at the shop without even greeting them. Yeah. But during COVID, we recognize them. Yeah. So it actually, it has actually, as far as you're concerned, it has actually brought a lot more ideas about love because I was like, gasp, how dare you talk about love in corporate, right? Uh, But indeed, uh, it has uh, made us a lot more empathetic. It has made us a lot more kinder uh, Mm. to to one another. Mm. uh, More, we use the term, we often use the term more, charity begins at home. Yes. But what is charity? Yes. Charity is old English for love. Yeah. Wow. Love begins at home. There you go. So, there you go. And Mr. Zwane, now... I know that if we could allow you <laughs> yes. to take two hours, yeah, <laughs> because this is your space. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm cutting you short. Uh, but yes, no. I think. We, you know, we really appreciate those untold stories um, that you have highlighted to us. And I think what uh, I want to go back to what Dr. Moore asked earlier is that, yes, we recognize this thing. And it's good that we say it because people don't get to understand why it is important for women to be in the workplace. But the question that we are, uh, we are asking also is, you know, as a coach, um, um, what what are the things that you have found? Uh, in particular, you have been working with top uh, women in, in this corporate. What have you found that is not working with them, that they need assistance from you? Position is given. Support, not given. Mm-hmm. So you get to be, as, as happens into two of the executives that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be able to relate, um, they, they occupy the C-suite roles, and yet the surrounds aren't allowing for them to be able to blossom as best as they should be. And in fact, one of them ended up in hospital because they just could not cope anymore. The position is there but the support system is taken out. So you actually, she was left to, uh, to hang dry, as it were. And that was not a good, a good thing to be able to watch. But fortunately, because she opted for coaching, we spent time together to rebuild her and get her to a point where she returned to the workspace with a posture that said, you have identified my role as being one of giving strategic direction to this function. And if it is to be that you're requiring of me to give strategic direction to this function, allow me the space to deliver that as best I know, not per script that you already give. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was very unique because she mm-hmm. in- effectively insisted Give me 90 days to be able to do the things the way I know they will work. And yeah. that made the difference. The second one came through, and she is the CEO of this particular enterprise. And interestingly, some of the opposition she was getting was not from male folk, 
but from women folk. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one of those stories that you often hear of, you know, while we're climbing up the ladder, we find a way of pushing the ladder so that we are the only one that remains mm-hmm. at the top. Mm-hmm. And what this particular uh, lady brought through to me was how she needed the intervention, really, from me to be able to speak to the other women folk who were becoming more obstacles than helping hands for her to advance the cause, which would actually be growing all of them and not mm. just herself. Yeah. Um, and and that, is, that is, I mean, the fact that she was open to ask for help and then put, pull, us, pull aside and say, I'll leave it to you to be able to have these conversations with these people and let's observe what happens in the next uh, 30 days. And what transpired from that was that she began to get some surprise calls coming through from the chair of the board of this particular organization because we had a conversation with her. And she then said, I want to be offering myself as your support when we have our next engagement. I will be there. You share your idea and I will be backing you in that space. So there there is that element that came through. Yes. Um, but um, let's mo- let's move on because I want to also just talk to the long term. I think you had indicated with this particular person about this person ended up in a hospital. Yeah. But just if you really reflect back to all the other women on top that you have coached, what would you summarize? these issues are as a result of, yes, you've highlighted that the fact that the environment is not correct um, as, as it's actually uh, it's the support system is not there and the PhD, what we call it, the pull head down syndrome that is there. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you, if you would just like think of all the others, how would you summarize what is currently happening at the workplace for top executives if there is any other um, on top of the two. I think the unfortunate thing that has come through is the because of the advancement opportunities that are being provided for women, you're finding that many of the melanin-enriched males are having difficulty with that. When they're beginning to realize that women are, are being afforded spaces where they are remunerated, better and higher than they are, even though it's still 70% of what a male in the same position would have gotten, but it is significantly higher than they they, they have always had in the past. We're fighting in the interactions that I've heard that there is a lot of resistance coming through from my brothers, as it were. They're, They're fighting difficulty around that. They're finding it very difficult to be able to take instruction, despite the fact that they're having someone who has taken care of the D, which is the destiny. They've identified the destiny the organization could come to. They've identified, they've been visionary enough to be able to visualize what it is that the organization could end up at. But they're finding that there is resistance that's coming through, not from white folk, Okay, so I can use the term that Mo is used to. Um, um, They're finding it coming through from their own brothers. 
And what is becoming all the more important is can we create platforms wherein we have conversations that Mm. are no holds barred, that we are able to be frank and honest with one another? Can we have occasions wherein we get to be able to identify areas where we could have improved, but nobody was willing, was there to give us direction around mm-hmm. how to improve, but also to help us to clarify our whys. Why are we in the 21st century, the 29th year of our democracy, still meeting up with the blockages that we could have well understood in 1994? We could well have appreciated and understood in 1999. But 25 years thereafter, it's not acceptable. How could that be? Okay. So what I'm, what I'm observing with a number of women leaders is that they are needing to find avenues where they could, one, be by themselves as women, exchange the issues that they are grappling with, without that PhD working, all right? With a favorable PhD, which is pushing up uh, and not down. And if it were to be able to have that running, it would shift things around. But also to have platforms where male and female would be able to work together and without barriers, that could begin to shift some things around. Mm-hmm. And I think also, if anything, again, benefit out of COVID-19, we find ourselves spending a lot more time together in homes and began to be able to understand triggers for what gets us excited and what actually works against us. If we could be able to take those back into the workspace as more and more return to the office is happening, return to the factory is happening, we could then begin to start having women afforded the space to be able to provide guidance, leadership, and an ear, a listening ear. Because I think we struggle a lot with the whole concept of listening. We find it easy to tell, but not so much to listen. Because if we listen a lot, we may just be influenced and we don't want to be influenced. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Mo, how are we going uh, with the time? Because we don't have I... any, actually. <laughs> you'll oh you'll, you'll have to edit this. <laughs> you'll edit but this. But this, but this is good. So I, want, I, I think we should actually take a take a bit of uh, take a quick break, and then we we'll come with the wrapping words a, a, a minute yes. and a half to two minutes. Uh, with uh, Brianna sharing uh, some of those things, uh, some of those experiences there, and it's it really does sound like uh, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, but there's also a lot of work that has been done. So we need to continuously appreciate. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back on the Leadership Masterclass after this. If you're enjoying this interruption and find the sound of my voice captivating, you may be experiencing extreme boredom. Try new, fast-acting Subaru Impreza in hatch or sedan, formulated with symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. Cure boredom fast with new Impreza. Stay woke with Fuga 
online radio. Welcome back. You are on the Leadership Masterclass and we are wrapping it up. Uh, Are you taking notes? I hope you're taking notes. I hope you've had a a whole journal uh, where you've been... I mean, we only just said it's good to have a coach on the other side of the screen. So let's talk about generals. Coach, coach, coaches love generals. I was at a session uh, during the weekend, Brianne, uh, and I I had a couple of young community arts arts leaders, and so I said. Uh, you should have a journal because every time I, we share these things and then you guys are not writing the the, the the stuff that I ask you down and then you don't know when you come back what your answer was. Uh, <laughs> you, you learn better. Uh, well, remember the last question you asked was in December. So we left our journals in December. So we have the new ones for January. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Well, it's a thing about habits. Let's wrap That's, it up. It's a thing yeah. about habits. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you want to go, Ibusi? Let's wrap it up. I think uh, the wrapping up question, yeah. uh, 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 Mr. Zwane has actually spoke more about also the solutions, uh, really. Yeah. Uh, but um, what uh, maybe we, we can ask him is, what are the things that you think women themselves, I hear you taking, um, you're talking about them speaking out and uh, finding conversations and platforms. Just mm. on their own, what are the things that you think that they can do to actually um, um, help them through those challenges um, that we have identified? It's a big P word. It's called posture. And effectively, it is how we posture ourselves and how we present, how we show up. I think there's a lot that could really be done when the posture is one that's embracing that is one that says, I'm in the space and I own the space. I did not um, get this far because somebody was doing me a favor. I got here because I have what it takes. And it's a combination of my character and my competence. And these have given me the credibility to be where I am. Um, the sense of self-doubt, and I do not want to use the imposter language that has been used extensively, um, but I really would like to be able to say it is vital that women take this space. And somebody was speaking about the fact that if it is to be that women are not given a space at the table, bring your own folding chair and occupy the space and still say what needs to be said. And if you could be able to really, when the space is provided, take advantage of it, and bring into the agenda, not a refreshing of that which would have come through from the male folk, but to present Mm -hmm. what you have the opportunity of looking at without the ego and and, and the uh, testosterone drive that interferes with the male folk. There is so much of competing instead of completing that happens in the workspace. And I want to believe that women can play a significant role in helping us to complete one another. And also, go back to that affirmation story. In my language, you you would have an appreciation for that. And the mother will always be able to recognize the good, even in a child that others would have looked at and uh, say, uh, oh, you know, long uh, ears don't matter, and uh, all of those. None. 
the person who would otherwise have been considered to be a a, a, a village kind of uh, laughing stock gets mm. to be yes. nurtured and cared for because of the mother that is in there. Wow. And I think we have described mother in a limited sense. And maybe there is a need for us to be able to go beyond that. Because the assumption is that you're a mother only when you've given birth. You can mother without having given birth. But you can Uh, provide what it is that would have grown a child into a contributing adult, even though you didn't give them birth yourself. And that's what my aunt was able to do with me. Yeah, that sounds Mother like a without really, the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a really good note to live it on, hey? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, you have been on the Leadership Masterclass, and uh, we are with uh, uh, Mr. Biane Zwane, uh, who has a colleague. Um, I think Biane uh, and I, um, we have uh, done, uh, we, we are colleagues at the University of uh, Pretoria, so Gordon uh, Institute of Business Leadership and management change he teaches management change and organizational development strategy implementation and also uh, colleagues at the vets business school you're following yeah. me bro you're following me <laughs> well you show the way yeah. your, your name is about that so yeah. I've, I've got to be calming all things you you do your thing and i'll follow there you go there you go thank you for thank you for all of those words we always close the show with a song what song should we play for you to close the show? You didn't tell me that. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> well, stand. If you could be able to get the song that yeah. talks to stand, yeah. when you've done it all, After and it seems nothing is like You just yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. And really, it's about standing your ground because yeah. I really would like us to be able to even when storms hit us, yes. not give up because yes. so yeah. many are yeah. dependent on us yeah. being bold and push back on the winds that are coming at us. Yeah. So stand. Yeah, that's that's wow. good. And that's a really good note to leave it on. Closing words, of course. Wow. Um, I, I, I had a very good uh, session. This is the, uh, the last 12 sessions with guests and uh, we wouldn't have done that uh, without completing the story as what Mr. Vian is talking to, we're not competing we complete the story and and we're calling upon um, to mothers, to mother without a child, uh, that's very nice thank you very much Dr. Mo for hosting this, uh, this, um, this series uh, with me I've learned a lot from all the colleagues that came on board. Everybody else come with different perspectives. And, and I'm looking forward to April yes. to actually provide the platform that uh, and that uh, Buyani was talking to, the platform for people to actually exchange and learn and get tools about how to actually um, stand at 
Yes. And I think more than that, also heal, eh? because the word heal yes. came quite a bit in terms of some yes. of the things that, that have happened. Do you have the dates there in front of you to just uh, let the listeners know uh, where to where to go or what dates yes. in April? Yes, yes. The, the, the dates are the 24th to the 8th of April. And we are going to be hosted in the Val. It's there you such go. Such an exclusive place. Do you mean twenty eighth? Yes. Yeah. And and the tickets and the tickets are on cricket, so you can actually get your tickets on cricket. Um, it is a limited space. Uh, we have uh, people from Ghana. Uh, you had Scoffrey, uh, uh, the other team on the show, and we have Mama Scholastica uh, coming from from Dar es Salaam in Tanzania as well. Yes. And then we have yeah. Nigerians. Hey, this is an Africa thing. And this is an Africa. Yes. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you for indoor, including me in this in this process. And Brianna, thank you so much for your wisdom. And I want to check how much you know your music. Is it a Donnie McLaughlin or a BBC BB Winans version that you want? <laughs> I would I would love the Winans version. The BB Winans version. And that yeah, come, it's it's more it's it's original. That will come and, out. And of that. course, Donnie yeah. built onto that and, yeah. and pulled them together. So you, you have and a mix as well, but that I'd like to the, take it from that will come yeah. after the news. We need to jump right into the news. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you to everyone that has been on. And uh, we continue though with the leadership masterclass. We still have some amazing people uh, uh, who will be coming onto the show uh, as we continue talking about leadership. But for now, stand. See you soon. <laughs> Thank you.